Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for a radio audience here in Mississippi at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all could be with us. Also, sending in their online affiliates around the world. We appreciate you all being with us as well. We're excited to welcome author Amy Hoban to our program today. Amy's celebrating her brand-new book called The Third Way. We're going to talk to her not only about her love of storytelling, but also what it was like for her to bring these characters together, to be able to give them something to rally around on the course, which she hopes you were able to remember about the book as well. If you guys are not following Amy online, I just start following her Facebook page. Also on Twitter, we'll let you guys know where to find her there, but also how you can find her website too. Amy, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Cyrus. I really appreciate it. So let, let's talk about, first of all, how this feels, because I, I think you know, for a lot of authors, I hear all the time, Amy, about how this can be a solitary experience of actually writing a book. So how does it feel now to be able to, um, to share it with us and to see the way people are responding to it? Uh, it feels great, actually. And, you know, it's funny. I wasn't sure how it would feel because there's something kind of, you know, very revealing about spending all this time writing down a story and then having it sort of there on the page. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I, the, the book released last Tuesday, which was exciting, and then Wednesday, you know, just to sort of settle in and think about all the people that were reading it uh, was really fun. So it's been great. Is this something that seemed inevitable in some sense for you, Amy? Did, I mean, if people knew you growing up, would they, would, would they be surprised at the fact that you're now a published author with a book available for the world to read? You know, I don't think they would be surprised. I always wanted to write. I always wanted to write a novel, but I think it wasn't until I I got older that I sort of had the confidence um, and maybe the discipline to mm. to really go in, all in and do it. Yeah. So for this particular book, I, I enjoyed the book because I think there's uh, readers will definitely see a lot of relevance in it, but I think there's also – some, I, I would think, some inspiration as well, even though it is a novel, Amy. So what was the seed for you when it comes to the third way? How did it all begin? Did it begin with the character, or did it be- begin with the, the setting or the issue? Well, it's interesting because I was sort of, you know, I, I had started writing a different book when the mm-hmm. idea for this book kind of came to me and really just took over. And And I guess I would say the you know, the kind of the, the policy question came to me first, and then I really kind of built the characters around it. Um, you know, and the, and the idea came to me really kind of in the course of my work as an attorney, but also just as a, you know, kind of frustrated citizen in this country in, you know, 2015, 2016. So, you know, the, the, the story behind the book um, or the sort of, the, the impetus, the campaign that the characters are working on is this um, this idea for a ballot initiative in South Dakota, which is proposing to abolish corporations in the state of South Dakota. Um, and, and I kind of came up with the idea, as I mentioned in the course of my work, I was working on um, a project uh, which involved looking at the, the, the statutes in the state of Connecticut, where I live, 
relating to the formation of a corporation. And it, you know, I was really struck by how much a, a legal abstraction a corporation is. It's really, you know, something that is created on paper by laws, you know, written by people. And, you know, at that point, I was really thinking a lot about the U.S. Supreme Court case, Citizens United, which probably most um, all of your viewers are, or listeners, excuse me, are familiar with, but just to kind yeah. of remind folks, it was a 2010 U.S. Supreme Court case, which basically said that corporations were people under the Constitution who had constitutional rights to free speech and as a result could donate limited, unlimited money in an anonymous way to influence elections. And I think, you know, since 2010, there's been a lot of um, damage that's been done by that decision, and it's sort of bro broadly hated. Um, and so, I, you know, I, I was thinking about that, you know, as I was working on this project, um, you know, and I started thinking, well, you know, if a corporation is created under state law, which they all are, um, you know, how can it be a constitutional person, you know, with these, with these important rights, if the state can create corporations, couldn't state law undo that? Yeah. And, you know, it, it seemed to me that the sort of most dramatic way to introduce this idea would be through a, a ballot initiative process. You know, similar to voters in Colorado, who I think it was 2012, you know, uh, passed by voter ballot initiative the first law in the state to legalize recreational marijuana, which was a huge change in, you know, policy in the country. You know, right. It seemed to me that if something like this were to be suggested, that that would be the, the best way to, to do it. Right, right. And, and I'm so glad that you gave that backstory because I think as we're kind of going into the third way, Amy, and we're kind of looking at what these characters like Arden are going through, and, and I think even as we're able to meet other characters in the book as well, you know, we're able to see then how people do come down on sides. Jennifer's a great example of that, someone who's very good at being able to articulate their, you know, their, their beliefs, their side, and also doing it in a practical way. What was it like for you? Let's just take those two characters, Jennifer and Arden. Um, what was it like for you to kind of see how their their stories came together, uh, but also how their passions kind of came through throughout the, the book? I love how you pick uh, Jennifer kind of as the counterpoint to Arden because, you know, in, in many ways she, she is. So, so Arden is the, the protagonist, the hero of the story, and she is a college student who, at the outset of the book, loses her federal funding for college and so is, you know, uh, ends up dropping out of college because she's unwilling to, you know, borrow to foot the bill and doesn't have family support to do that. And she, um, you know, she goes home for Easter with her, uh, with her friend Ophelia from school and they are spending time with Arden's grandmother. Arden's mother died when she was in grade school, um, of a of an opioid addiction, and so Arden is you know frustrated. She's lost her college grant. They're talking with her grandmother, who who has a farm in South Dakota, but is kind of struggling to to keep above water. Mm. And they learn about Arden's grandmother's work when she was a girl on a ballot initiative in South Dakota, which is a 
actually a real law in South Dakota and did pass in the 70s to keep corporations out of farming in South Dakota to kind of protect family farms. And so it's called this anti-corporate farming law. And in the story, you know, Arden's mother had worked on the, the, the ballot initiative, and this is kind of what gives Arden the idea. Um, right. What, you know, why don't we expand this to kind of all corporations? Because she sees, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the troubles in her life and in society, um, you know, as having been caused by corporations, her mother's death, for example. And so, you know, Arden is really this kind of idealistic character, and she's also – you know, the, the book sort of tracks her her idealism and learning to become a leader. You know, she's also has a real fear of public speaking, a fear of sort of putting herself out there. So it's, you know, a, a real challenge for her to be in a leadership role. You know, but some of her other characteristics, which I explored, you know, how they go hand in hand with idealism is that, you know, she can be inflexible in her thinking um, you know, she can have a hard time forgiving people. She can have a hard time compromising. Right. Um, and then so so Jennifer is a, a character who's introduced, you know, once the ballot initiative is kind of off the ground, it's on the ballot, um, the team gets some help from a, a group called the Government for the People, which, um, you know, is expert in doing these ballot initiatives. So Jennifer comes in, she's kind of the communications and the PR person who's assigned to the to help the campaign. She's very effective. She doesn't really, she's not in favor of abolishing corporations because, you know, she, and she raises some, I think, valid challenges to like, how would this really work? And, you know, people rely on these corporations to get things they need and you know she for one wants to be able to go to Target and go shopping um, you know so it, in some ways her character offers the counterpoint to the to you know this anti-corporation idea but it also sort of explores well you know sometimes it's the people who can compromise who are the people who can kind of help really get things done and so Arden right. you know struggles with you know, having to partner with people who are not sort of pure of heart in the same way that she thinks she is, you know, in order to accomplish or try to accomplish their work. Yeah, and we see that even come through um, as they're discussing different ways to get things done as well. And even Ophelia uh, in the book uh, brings up the idea of, you know, legality um, when it comes to how they're going about doing what they're doing. Uh, and and I think, you know, there there are, are so many layers, I think, to this book, Amy, that, you know, it, the book is entertaining. I could definitely see it kind of being brought to life almost like a show. I mean, watching this all kind of unfold. Um, but also I think that's what, you know, kind of draws you in. But then the idea of the arc um, – as it were, from myself at least, uh, when it came to Arden. You referenced some of this. I want to ask you about this. When Arden came to you, where where was she when you first came up with her? I was curious about that. Was she the more assertive individual that we get to meet, or was she the reluctant hero that we meet in the beginning? So I think... I think she came to me, it's funny because she, you know, she became much more fleshed out as the book went on, but I, I think she was kind of, you know, stubborn and 
determined, um, but was always kind of a reluctant hero. You know, I think gotcha. the, um, you know, and and that like that that theme really resonates for me personally because you know kind of over the course of my career and you know when I was younger you know I think I see leadership as sort of being willing to step into a leadership role even if you don't really want it if you are the best person for the job and I think you know one of the things I I like to explore here is you know she she wrestles with kind of stepping fully into that role because she doesn't yeah. you know, she, she, she doesn't find it sort of pleasant. It wasn't what she was looking for, but ultimately I think it's gratifying for her once she once once she does, you know, sort of fully embrace it. Right. Such a great thing. One thing for those who are just tuning in is on the radio side or online, you're listening to Conversations Live. Uh, we're excited to welcome author Amy Hoban to our program today. Amy's celebrating her new book, came out last week. You heard her mention it's called The Third Way. It's available through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. It's published by one of our favorite publishers, She Writes Press. So being a part of the She Writes Press family, Amy, that I've been working with for years on this broadcast, you, you you get an instant family. Uh, I've noticed it over the years. Uh, the She Writes Press authors um, definitely are connected. What has that been like for you to have this support among your peers? It's been amazing. I mean, I think I I came into the you know the, this publication week you know so much more kind of educated about what to expect and how to kind of participate in the process and. Um, you know, than I would have otherwise been. And I, I think a lot of publishers that sort of don't build that community, people, um, you know, the first time they publish a book, it can be a very sort of uh, difficult and disappointing experience because you're, you don't sort of know what to expect. So it's been great. And, and I think, too, you know, being able to have readers, you know, pick up the book and, and be entertained, drawn into the story, but also leave with something is a great thing. Did you feel as though, going back to how this all began for you, Amy, did you feel as though this was the end of the story that you first envisioned? Or would you be interested or thought about being able to explore these characters more? I would certainly um I mean, I have I have ideas about what would be kind of a sequel to this book if okay. um, if that's the direction I go. I have I have I guess I would say I have a few ideas for what my next book will be. Um, yeah. You know, but I don't think the story for these characters is over. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly more well, well, I think those who read the book, I think they will will hope hope not either. <laughs> that, that, that we that we might in some way Right, that we may in some way be able to see some of them at least again. But in the meantime, we definitely do invite our audience to make sure you pick up The Third Way again by Amy Hoban. Amy, I mentioned earlier I'm now following you on your Facebook fan page, so I know that you're there. How can our audience stay connected with you? Um, Facebook is a great place, so it's A-I-M-E-E-H-O-B-E-N-B as in boy, dash author is my, is my author page. So that's probably the most active. Um, but I'm also on um, I'm also on Twitter at I think it's Hope and Amy. I'm I'm the only one mm-hmm. with the sign yeah. that way. So you can find me yeah, on Twitter is, as well, yeah. and uh, on, and also on Instagram. 
right. So make sure you guys are so, staying yes, connected with Amy. Yes, and if you go to my website, there's all sorts of, you know, there, there's all the sort of different options for purchasing the book. So there's, you can just click on the connections right there. And also if people are inclined you know, to order it at their local bookstore, it will be available, you know, anywhere books are sold. If they don't have it, they can order it. Awesome. Well, Amy, congratulations to you again. Glad we had a chance to chat today and looking forward to our next conversation together. Thank you so much for having me and for reading the book, Cyrus. I really appreciate it. This has been great. Oh, the pleasure is definitely on mine. No, look, thank you. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 